are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Round, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Joined, as always, by my wealthy co-host, Nate's Professor Christian, because you won all those championships. Hey, I did win a couple. Um, I won four championships this past weekend. Uh, that was very nice. But I will be honest, the best part of my weekend was watching Lamar Jackson just really bring it home and just lock in that MVP yeah. It's so nice to see the Ravens lock up the one seed, to have this team finally go through the regular season, take advantage of each game. And, uh, Mike, we're sitting high on top of the AFC. I'm feeling pretty good going into the playoffs, especially after how we looked against the Dolphins and the 49ers the past couple of weeks. I yeah. couldn't be happier. Uh, how, how, how are you and the Eagles doing? Yeah, you know, there's nothing better than on New Year's Eve watching your team blow a 21-6 to halftime lead to the Arizona Cardinals. It's great. They have a good head coach. He's a great defensive coordinator, right? Well, we see that the problem with defense was not Jonathan Gannon. It's Nick Sirianni <laughs> because these defensive coordinators are running the type of defense that he wants, which is, hey, play 15 yards off of a wide receiver. And then my my daughter has been saying the Eagles make daddy sad. Yes, they do, sweet. Yes, Ooh. they do. But you know what doesn't make me sad? Buy, sell, hold, and my favorite, avoid. avoid. Let's get into it but before we do that i want to remind everybody we're doing a free one week trial of our patreon patreon.com forward slash dinosaur rewind come hang out in the discord say hi send me a dm now i'll send you a link to my video so you can send me some of that too i'm just kidding and if you want the bonus pods and you don't want the group chat because you're an anti-social crotchety old man like me head on over to spotify you can become a spotify subscriber get all of our bonus pods just lowered it down to 4.99 a month Wow. There we go. Don't avoid that. But you could tell me what you're doing with Green Bay Packers wide receiver Jaden Reed Nate. Buy, sell, hold, avoid. What are you? I I can answer this one in my sleep. You're Mike, Mike, you should go ahead and start because I just talked about on the last last podcast. You know, I've really planted my flag on Jaden Reed as a wide receiver that you can build around. Yeah. I see you're holding him. So you, you want to build around yeah. him, right? I, I love Jaden Reed. And you know what? Remember b- before last offseason, we were talking about he should have came out the year before. Now yeah. that this season's going on, and I see the rapport he's building with Jordan Love and how he looks in that Green Bay Packers offense, I'm glad he came out when he did. I'm glad he got drafted where he did. Everything happens for a reason. He's averaging 13.5 fantasy points a game, which isn't bad for a third-round NFL draft pick. A guy who was kind of like a late second, mid to late second draft pick, depending Um I was taking Marvin Mims over Jaden Reed in a lot of circumstances, and I still think there's hope for Marvin Mims. I'm not giving it up. There's turmoil in other positions there that are affecting him. We'll see how that shakes out next year. Um, But his value has gone up. So if you wanted to sell and cash him in the value, if you're a rebuilding team, I can understand that. I would still love to hang on to him. He was wide receiver nine in May's DLF rookie ADP. He's been outproducing Christian Watson overall this season. Check it out. Jaden Reed on the season, 60 catches for 681 yards and eight touchdowns. Christian Watson, 28 catches, 422 yards and five touchdowns. So Christian Watson can stretch the field, but here's the problem. He's not on it very much. And Jaden Reed also used as a runner, 11 carries, 119 yards and two touchdowns. So the Green Bay Packers are finding creative ways 
to get him the football. They're maximizing his skill set. I love this. Wide receiver 28 on the year overall. That's only going to go up. He's wide receiver 26 on keep trade cut. Nate, sky's the limit. I'm not moving on from him. You're not prying him from my cold, mm-hmm. dead heart. But what are you doing? I'm buying him because this is, like I said, somebody I want to build around. I think Jaden Reed is the future of this Packers offense, which looks pretty nice because Jordan loves look pretty nice this year. Um, mm-hmm. So Jaden Reed, I want a piece of him. Like I said in the last podcast, Christian Kirk, George Pickens, guys I'd move off. Um, Josh Downs, you might need to add something to. At the running back position, Isaiah Pacheco had a really good year for the Chiefs, uh, but I don't trust Chiefs running backs. Pacheco's had now a year and a half. That seems like that's probably how much time he's going to have. Maybe he'll have some time next year. But yeah. I don't trust the longevity of Andy Reid running uh, running backs over the last couple of years, and the Chiefs especially with around the homes. So I'd move off of him for Jaden Reed. You know, we love to build around wide receivers, so that's a nice little move to make there. Also, if we're downgrading, Mike, I would move off Debo Samuel or Stephon Diggs for Jaden Reed plus. Ideally, can I get Reed in a late first for a player of that kind of value that is a little bit older that, hey, I can go ahead and make that move now at the beginning of the offseason because those players are probably going to lose value over the offseason as the new players come in from the uh, draft class, as we all get excited about some of these younger players. Uh, I would also, I would move Debo for Reed in a second, no problem at all. Um, Diggs, I might want to hang on to for reading a second. But the fact of the matter is you might have just used Stephon Diggs or Debo Samuel to win you a championship. So now you're going to take those assets that you just helped that are aging a little bit more than Jaden Reed. You're going to flip them for a younger ascending asset and capitalize and get a draft pick. I love doing stuff like that. And I see you and I are in agreement here. uh, Top 15 to 20 wide receiver next year yeah definitely has that kind of upside like like i you know if, if he can really pull away and be that wide receiver one for the Packers, which i think he can because he plays that slot position and that really leads itself you know to having a lot of volume and we've seen the touchdown production so if he's having a lot of volume and he just keeps finding the end zone sky's the limit for Jaden reed yeah i agree i love it so let's move on and let's talk about current philadelphia eagles running back deandre swift he will be a free agent after this offseason after the season, forgive me, he'll be a free agent before the offseason. Nate, what are you doing buying, selling, holding, or avoiding? So with DeAndre Swift, you know, if he stays with the Eagles, I'm not that interested. I'm avoiding him. Okay. Um, either way, I'm, so I'm avoiding him straight up, but let me break it down. If he stays with the Eagles, I'm avoiding him because, look, Jalen Hurts stays, steals way too many touchdowns for, for me to be excited about any running back back there. Um, I think I think Jalen has 15 touchdowns on the season. He does. Think of how many touchdowns Swift could have had if Jalen Hurts wasn't his quarterback. 15. All right. uh, quite possibly. Quite possibly. Uh, so, but what if he's not with the Eagles? Well, I'm still not that excited about DeAndre Swift because, look, he had a career high in carries this year of 229. And injuries have been an issue for DeAndre Swift throughout his entire career. He's not a big guy either. Um, I believe he's five foot nine, slightly over 200 pounds. Uh, look, he's, he's, he's not a big player. He's not used to handling this kind of workload. We know about the running back, running, running back position. It doesn't even matter sometimes. you just it's, it's a position that gets injured all the time. Mm-hmm. And with Swift being relatively healthy this year, with handling a career high in volume, I, I just think that raises a red flag going into next year. It's a free agent running back. If he does go into free agency, that hasn't done anybody really any favors over the past couple of years. So I'm avoiding DeAndre Swift. If I have him, I'd be selling him. You know, I'd be trying to get like an early second form if that's possible. 
um, because I think you can get a, a decent running back in the second round this year. So if I can move on from Swift and pick up a younger running back in the second round, I'd be more than happy to do that. Yeah, that's why I'm selling him right now. Um, I do have a couple shares, and I did sell one to Shane Manila. Thanks, Shane. Um, but he did hit a thousand yards for the first time in his career. Hey, congrats. Um, so did Miles Sanders last year, and look at the obscurity that he exactly. came into. So sell high on this guy now. As of this recording, Nate mentioned 229 carries. It's for 1,049 yards and five touchdowns. Fantastic. Philadelphia rarely signs. Resigns free agent running backs. Demarco Murray has kind of spoiled that for them. Um, if they do, it's going to be a running back that is considered a lesser running back that they're just going to try to get the most out of. Hey, they signed Rashad Penny, who said three carries on the season. What a waste of roster space when you have Lou Nichols just sitting there on the practice squad. And despite how productive they've been, he's going to send him off into running back oblivion. Was next destination be as productive? I don't know. As an Eagles fan, I'd actually like to see DeAndre Swift come back. As an Eagles fan, I would like to see Shane Steichen come back and call plays again. Because I'm tired of Brian Johnson, a.k.a. Fat Shady McCoy, calling this high school offense, you're ridiculous. I'll say it to your face if I have a chance. Mike, I spent my weekend up with some friends in Philadelphia, and all I heard about the entire time for New Year's Eve was how – how bad the Eagles had looked and how they were so upset about Brian Johnson. I heard that guy's name so many times with all these Philly fans. I feel sorry for you guys. There is typically a four-letter word in front of the name Brian Johnson. I could tell you that. Shout out to Courtney and Ryan. Um, But he also wasn't as big of a receiver as we expected him to be. I told you so. Nick Sirianni doesn't throw to running backs a lot, and when he does, their name is Kenneth Gainwell. So he's currently valued around players such as Devontae Adams, Christian Watson, Mike Evans. I think I'd kind of rather have those guys. I would try for a late first this year. I don't think it's going to happen. I would Mm -hmm. try. I'll take an early second. I'd also be fine with multiple seconds or a 25 first if I had to be out. For next year, I think at best, he's a mid-running back too. It's just how it is. And again, as an Eagles fan, I like DeAndre Swift. Thanks for hitting a thousand yards, but I just don't see him being back. Um, also, Harry Roseman, if you're listening, draft a freaking linebacker. Let's move on. Calvin Ridley. Hey, look, he wears number zero. DeAndre Swift wears number zero for the Eagles. First Eagles player to ever wear number zero. Um, but Calvin Ridley, what are you doing? Look at us disagreeing. Uh, all right. I'm avoiding Calvin Ridley. Of course he's 29 years old okay and i think he's accurately valued he was wide. he's wide receiver 24 in the season he's wide receiver 39 on keep trade cut but he's an he's 29 years old he's not going to become that much better of an asset over the next year he's a declining asset so wide receiver 39 that's decent value but i'm avoiding because i think people are going to want more than i'm willing to pay to go out and get calvin ridley i think ridley can give you similar production probably wide receiver 25-ish to wide receiver, like low 30s over the next two years. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked too great this year. Christian Kirk will be back next year. Um, I do expect Lawrence to get better, but I think Ridley's going to probably hold somewhere in the, the late 20s, early 30s. He's going to be a productive veteran that you might want to buy for a contending team. But long-term, I don't want Calvin Ridley. He's 29 years old. This is his second best season of his career. And it was a good season. It wasn't an incredible season. Um, you know, if, if he was 26 years old right now, I'd be quite interested, but at 29, I'm just not looking for that in dynasty, um, on a competitive team, I can get him for a late second. I would be interested in buying him for sure because of the production that he can give me, but 
Otherwise, you know, if people are looking for an early second, I'd be much more willing to sell for that. Um, get a younger wide receiver who I think is going to be able to give me similar production in the next couple of years. And so with all that being said, I'm avoiding him, Mike. Good. I'm avoiding him, but that's not what you're doing. I'm going to buy him, Nate, because guess what? When someone sells, someone else has to buy. It's the chicken and or the egg. He's coming off his second strongest season as a professional NFL player. As of this recording, 910 yards and seven touchdowns. His report something you say about like a third year breakout player or something. Hey, he had a year off. Okay. You know what? And that's why these NFL players need to learn stop gambling, start assaulting people. You will not miss the entire year. Use your head. His rapport is only going to continue to grow with Trevor Lawrence, who I understand didn't have his best year. That's why he needs a guy like Calvin Ridley, and that's why you can reap the benefits from it. His value is currently low. He's player 104, wide receiver 39 on keep trade cut, Nate, which is around Jalen Warren, Deontay Johnson, and Hollywood Brown. You can't tell me you wouldn't move Hollywood Brown or Jalen Warren for him. I know you wouldn't move Deontay Johnson for him. There it is. That, I, that I know. I'm not even going to go there with you. He's wide receiver 24 in the season, averaging 13 fantasy points per game. I think it gets better next year. If I could get him from a rebuilding team for any of those players, I'm going to do it. I'll pay a 25, sorry, a 24 second, a 25 third. That's, I'm fine with that. And I think he could be a really high end wide receiver too on your fantasy team. That's what you I know, think. Mike. You know, Nate, tell me. Something I, I just realized is how awesome I am. Is Calvin Ridley is actually a free agent. I am still going to buy him because then he's going to go somewhere and be a wide receiver one on a team. I did not realize that, actually. And my apologies to you guys listening. I thought he was under contract for one more year. All right, let's, let's talk about this because you know what? That could actually make it even better. Now he could choose his destination. Where do you think a good spot for him to, to go would be? Maybe There's he Carolina. Carolina, you know where I think a good spot for him to go would be? You know, there's rumors that the Buccaneers don't re-sign Mike Evans. What if he goes to Tampa Bay? Also, shout out to Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield looking great. Super resurgent season. Like, good for you, Baker. Take Calvin Ridley, put him alongside Garrett Wilson in New York. Farron Rodgers is back. Be hey, nice that, could be, that could be a nice little combo there. Alongside Amari Cooper in Cleveland would be nice as well. Yeah. But like at this point in his career, he's a wide receiver too. I think in most of the situations. Okay, and I'm okay with spending a second or third on a high end wide receiver too. He's got to pay up to get productive players. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver. It's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And you have to hang out while we go to a break. We'll be right back. All right, so Nate hates me for trying to buy (laughs) (laughs) Calvin Ridley. Let's talk about your running back one on the season, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, um, man, CMC, this dude, do you remember when he was drafted? I don't know if you remember this or not. A lot of people saying there's no way he could be an every down back. Yeah. I, I do remember people saying that wrong. <laughs> Everything but that. Yeah, I mean, he's whew, 
the four you went to the 49ers and we're all like, oh, finally he goes to a place. They're not gonna use him every down. They're gonna, you know, mix in touches with Elijah Mitchell and let him be efficient. No, they just went even, I mean, just as much to the Panthers, if not more. There's so many games this year where where Christian McCaffrey had hundred percent of the backfield touches in multiple games this season. Just incredible volume. Kyle Shanahan is in love with Christian McCaffrey and, and we're reaping the benefits over here. Yeah. I'm just really excited to watch them losing the NFC championship a game this game again this year. I don't think it'll be to the Eagles, but it'll be to someone, but it went it make it a little bit easier for us. So yeah. Tell me what they they'll stomp them if they meet them in the Super Bowl. Um, tell me what you're doing though. What, what do you got going on here? Look, I'm holding on to Christian McCaffrey. He's like Travis Kelsey. Look, any other running back at this point, I'd be looking to sell. But Christian McCaffrey, his production is just – it is such a game-changer for your lineup that I don't think I can get fair value for him unless I'm getting Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson, or Jamari Gibbs, one of those guys plus. I know like a straight-up swap, you're getting younger. You know, value-wise, it's not a terrible value uh, you know, to, to get younger like that, and, and especially at the running back position. But if you're a competing team and you're looking to win the championship, none of those players gives you quite the upside that Christian McCaffrey does. As long as he's in your team, you are a contending team. You can have a terrible team. And if CMC's in your team, you always are competing week in and week out. And he's like Travis Kelsey in a way that I just can't get him off my roster unless I'm getting uh, Brees Hall in a second uh, or something like that, just to get to, to make it feel like it's worth it. Because, look, at the end of the day, at the end of this season, via Ian Harditz on Twitter, here is the total PPR fantasy points separating the number one and number two overall scores at each position this season. At quarterback, 13.4 points. At wide receiver, 12.5 points. At tight end, six points. Mike, at running back, 122.6 points. I didn't believe it. I just verified that is accurate. Chris McCaffrey, 391.3 fantasy points this year. Number two, Travis Etienne, 268.7. So He's a cheat code. There's no other running back like Christian McCaffrey. And until Bijan, Gibbs, or Brees Hall, or some other running back reach that level, and until CMC falls out of that level – you, you got to hold on to him. I don't think you can sell him, man. Unless, unless, like I said, you're getting one of those top three guys plus. Yeah. And, and then when you look, and by the way, the best place to find this, if you want to say who finished wherever, Fantasy Pros, just hover over NFL, and then you go to Stat Leaders, and then you can adjust the format, and it moves guys around. So we always use PPR format. I mean, when you look at it, wide receiver, I'm sorry, running back two is ETN, 268.7. And then let's look at these other guys. 267.7, 261.5, 255, 254.6. So we could see that there's that log jam there, and then CMC is all the way up there. Different that's, level, man. And that's why I made the decision I did. But Nate, you finish what you're talking about first, and then we'll get to what I did. Come on, yep. So look, next year, as long as he's healthy, which he has just the same as chance as any other running back. I don't think he's injury prone or anything. Um, if anything, he's shown this year that he took a ton of volume and still did an incredible work with his availability. He's a top five running back next year. I mean, as long as he's healthy, I expect him to be the RB1 again. As much as I love those other three guys, and I expect them to improve and continue to get better, between the volume and the pass-catching ability, the efficiency that Christian McCaffrey holds, he's the RB1, just like Travis Kelsey was the tight end one until he's not. Yeah. So, all in on Christian McCaffrey. Well, when one person zigs, you have to zig also, but in a different direction. And so I'm going to go ahead and sell. 
because I just used CMC to win my championships. What I'm going to do is sell at max value here to a team like Nate that thinks this is the piece they need to be a champion next year. Again, he finished the fantasy season as a running back one. He's going to sit out week 18 with a calf straight. Yep. That's okay. They don't need him this week. They got everything wrapped up. They're good. So my goal here is to get a pick and a potentially younger running back prospect as well. CMC is going to be 28 when the next season begins. He's only one year younger than Austin Eckler ever heard of him. Will he have the same type of regression? Or is he a different animal? It's, we're at that point where we got to start thinking about that and understand what you're making the, the parallel between him and Travis Kelsey. Running back is a completely different position, as you know. Here's what I'd sell him for. Jameer Gibbs, Anna first. Brees Hall, Anna first. So I'm getting younger. I'm still getting a high-end running back and a high draft pick on top of it. He's still going to be a top five running back. You don't always have to sell junk. This isn't Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. You could sell high-end things too. I don't know where they sell high-end stuff, eBay. I don't know. So this is the eBay of fantasy. Go to the auction house. I've never been to one. I've seen people dragging cars that they bought at an auction, and I'm like, I'm never going there. (laughs) Mike, I think you're going to – I don't think you're going to be able to get a first-round pick on top of those running backs, maybe a second, like I said earlier. Like like I said, I would sell – I would Long sell CMC for, for Gibbs and first, Hall in the first. But would you do it for Gibbs in a second, Hall in a second? I would. I would try for the first, first obviously, you know, try to get max value. But, uh, yeah, strongly consider it. I probably would, especially would you swap? Would I do straight up? Yep. I'd really like something back on top of it just because, yes, CMC has potential to be RB1 again. Yep. So. I do want just a little bit back, something. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I traded CMC earlier this year on, on one of the team that I'm rebuilding. I traded him away for Breeze Hall Plus. Yeah. Um, and I, Mike, I came on the show and I said that, and I think you laughed at me because it was before Breeze Hall actually broke out, but I told you he was going to um, and, and have no problem. So I don't think I laughed at you. I think you did. Someone's going to go find it. Someone's going to bring it back up, and I think you laughed at me. All right, so Sean, go do that. And then we're going to talk about what we're doing, buying, selling, holding, avoiding, Atlanta Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts, the second best receiving option on that team. Nate, what are you doing? I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm buying Kyle Pitts. I I know it's it's tough, man. It's tough because, you know, I'm over here talking about I love values and Kyle Pitts is what I think is still a value because he's just so young and it's not a talent issue. If it was, if we were doubting his talent, that would be one thing. But I, I, I'm not doubting, not doubting Kyle Pitts' talent. I'm doubting his usage. I'm doubting the fact that he was not completely healthy uh, to start the season. Um, coming off the last injury, you could see it when he ran. He, he wasn't fully healthy until about halfway through the season. Um, but moving forward, Arthur Smith, he's got to be in the hot seat. Um, I don't know if he's around next year. If he's not, um, it's wheels up for Kyle Pitts. It can't get much worse than there already is. If Arthur Smith is still around next year, I have to think that it has to include some kind of guarantee that he's going to actually use the players that the team has invested so much into. Get a better quarterback. Get a better quarterback. Uh, maybe Arthur Smith just needs a better quarterback. Either way, it, it really can't get too much worse for Kyle Pitts at this point. And with just how young he is and the fact that he has produced before, it's not like we're waiting for him to break out. He broke out his rookie year with 1,000 yards, um, one of the best rookie seasons we've seen from a tight end in the past couple of years. So Kyle Pitts is very talented. He's, he can get out there and he can do what we need him to do. But until a better situation arises, 
we can take advantage of the situation and get the value here. So if I can move a guy like Cooper Cup or George Pickens okay. to go acquire Kyle Pitts, you know, I'm going to make that move for the tight end. If I can take Kittle or Kelsey and I'm a team that's maybe rebuilding or maybe I'm not the most competitive team or maybe I, I, I'm a competitive team, but I got, you know, Evan Engram on, on my bench as my other tight end. So I can go get Kyle Pitts as my long-term option. Still have Engram to be my productive one if Pitts isn't in a great situation next year. You know, I, I'm willing to move off of Kittle and Kelsey for Pitts long-term if I don't absolutely need that. Uh, production right now like i'm relying on that tight end position but hey it's the beginning of the offseason there's a lot of time if you have to start a lineup so you can got buy kyle pitts now I'll probably surpass travis kelsey by the end of the offseason because everyone loves to devalue the older guys and loves to inflate the younger guys i think travis kelsey is still a buy right now look i think he can be a top 12 tight end next year if the situation gets any better and being a top 12 tight end is actually a good metric now for a while it used to be if you're not top three or top five tight end it doesn't really matter Mike, I'm excited to tell you that we finally have the tight end landscape again. Tight ends matter. We need, we need, some, we need some applause. Yeah, come on. Come on. Let's get it. You have fire in your gut? We use that one. All right. We'll use that one. Tight ends matter again. Mike, look, yeah. the top 12 tight ends this year average 10.4 game point, fantasy points per game or more. While as soon as you get to 13 and below, no one averaged more than nine points per game. Hmm. Um, interesting. Well, there might have been a couple of players like Zach Ertz who had like 9.4, but of all the players from like 13 to 24, no one was above nine points per game. So there's a clear top 12, and this is not even including some guys like Luke Musgrave, who showed a lot of potential, Pat Frymuth, who spent a lot of time injured, Darren Waller, who I know we all have a lot of question marks about and don't really want a piece of, but hey, when he's healthy, he usually scores points. So we actually have a top 12 again, which is a good metric to find. You know, hey, these are the top tight ends we want to care about. These guys actually matter. Again, you want a piece of that top 12. I think Kyle Pitts can easily be in that top 12, can be higher than that. I think he can be a top five guy if he has a good situation. So I'm buying back in. I'm still buying. I know. I'm going with the falling knife. Sorry, Mike. I'm buying too. Yeah, now's the time. I've been selling for a while. But guess what? Sam Laporta happened. Trey McBride happened. And uh, the funny thing is there's a lot of times where we're hearing, I, 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 you know, I hate narratives. Nate, I hate it. You hear it every year. Only one tight end matters, only whatever, and shows to not be the case. Um, this is the lowest we've seen his value in a bit. It's player 67 on keep trade cut. He's tight end six. You want to know the top one through six? Sure. You're going to get it anyway. Sam Laporta in this order. Sam Laporta, TJ Hawkinson, Trey McBride, Mark Andrews, Dalton Kincaid, and Kyle Pitts. Okay. Um, Kelsey's now tight end seven. So things are changing. I agree. I think Travis Kelsey's a buy. Um, he's not playing up to what he normally has been. If he gets rid of that crazy blonde, then he go back to normal. Um, he finishes tight end 14, 51 catches, 640 yards, three touchdowns. Then it just has to get better under center. Keeping Marcus Mariota would have been an upgrade over this garbage that they have out there. I will say that. Currently, uh, tell me I'm wrong. He wasn't playing that bad when he was there. Desmond Ritter's Desmond Ritter. Taylor Hines. He could have gone many other directions. What's that? They could have gone many other directions. They did not have to stick with Ritter for a and second. They just ran into a wall is what they did. So they, whatever. So his current value is close to that of Saquon Barkley, Stefan Diggs, Josh Jacobs. I try to get him for a late 24 first. Do you think you can move Kelsey straight up for Kyle Pitts? Would you I have think, to have I think you could Some in some situations. It's going to be harder now that it's the offseason, especially yeah. beginning of the offseason, but I still think it's pretty much doable. Yeah, I think so too. Um, my expectation for him right now, 
right bottom 10 to tight end 10 to 12 ish i'd say around there um you know just and that's more so situational than talent wise right Mike? yeah it, it is we we know the talent is there just like brock bowers who's coming out just declared right. today uh we know the talent is there uh it's just what situations he going to get put in? Please do not get drafted by the New England Patriots, Brock Bauer. Please, <sighs> yeah, it worked out pretty well for that one guy. Yeah, it was a long time ago. All right, last one. Then we're going to get out of here. Buy, sell, hold, avoid. Nate, the twenty twenty four Superflex Rookie One Hundred and One. Let's do it. It's a nice little pick there. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it right now. I think we still have some time before that pick reaches max value. So there's still some time to buy and profit off of it, whether you not you keep the pick or not. Um, there's, there's this very easy timeline to predict of the offseason. And you can get picks now, and they're starting to get more expensive already. But yep. they're going to be even more expensive in three months. And right now, we still have some prospect fatigue with Caleb Williams. There's a lot of question marks about, you know, is he even the quarterback one? Some people like Drake May. Some people are starting to talk of Jaden Daniels. Uh, we also got some people who are avoiding quarterback completely and going after Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, with the 101. I get uh, it. Yeah. So there's there's some unknown right now that you can kind of take advantage of because once a name that is consensus gets attached to that 101, it gets that much more expensive because once that name gets attached to it, you can place that name into your dynasty rankings. And if that name is Caleb Williams and he's being looked at as the quarterback eight in dynasty because that's where people are projecting him at that point, Caleb Williams or whoever that 101 might be, it might be – Jaden Daniels probably know thanks to Twitter. But once we get that, this value is going to be a, a late first round startup pick and an early second round startup pick. That means a top 15 dynasty asset, most likely. I think that's where we're going to see whoever is the 101 fall into place. I expect to be Caleb Williams. Um, but they're going to fall into that kind of early second startup pick, top 15-ish dynasty asset, which is extremely valuable. I think you can still get it for a value right now. If I had to throw some picks around to get this, I would start out maybe the 106, the 109, and the 208. That's three picks, two firsts. Might be a bit of a low ball a couple months from now, but I think you can get the conversation started now, maybe get that to uh, to work for you. I would avoid trading away a top five pick. I think the top five of this class is really, really good. So um, I, I would avoid trading around away a top five pick unless you're not moving another first or a future first maybe with that. Um, if we're looking at players, Mike, Devon A. Chan, Justin Fields, Jalen Waddle, Tua, I would move any of those players plus a second um, for for the one on one. Laporta, Tyreek Hill, Trevor Lawrence. I would move straight up for the one on one. You know, we're talking big names here. I think you can. You know, the, the, those players I just listed, like Laporta, Tyreek Hill, two of those players are sitting there around fifteen to twenty as dynasty assets. So, like I said, once we get there, whoever that one on one is, I expect to be Caleb Williams. It's going to be about the top fifteen ish, top twenty ish dynasty asset. So. Let's let's take take a look at that now, and expect yeah. it. If you're coming at me with Sam Laporta in a second, I'm going to really consider that. If I had the one on one, which is why I'm going to hold it and make you sweat it out. I'm going to wait till ah. nine o'clock, and I'm going to go. This pick is on the block, and then those people below me, they're going to be sweating, and they're going to make such such crazy crazy moves. By the way, talking about Caleb Williams, I looked up the name Caleb. It is a biblical main name. Did you know that it translates roughly to poor ball security? But that being said, <laughs> oh man, a shot fired on the dynasty run. You are welcome for that. That being said, I'm holding right now. Okay. I want to start building the bottom end of my roster. And if I have the 101, maybe I earned it. Maybe I traded for it. It depends. I don't know. But I want to just not make any 
rapid decisions right now. I want to weigh every option that I have. I want to see who's coming at me with what. I want to poke. I want to prod around. I want to feel things out. So I'm holding for right now because, like you said, the value only increases the closer you get to the draft. So let's have good discussions with our league mates, something I've been doing more of and have been thoroughly enjoying talking to all my league mates, as you know I like to do. (laughs) Have good conversations with my league mates. Let's see where everybody's at and go from there. I'm not selling right now. I'm holding for right now, but if I get a good offer or I make a good trade offer and it gets accepted, then I will move it. For now, I'm holding. So, Nate, that's all I have. I'm sure that's all you have as well. So, everybody, thank you for listening. Hey, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Ruin. Free one-week trial. That's better than two days. Till next time, everybody, for Nate, I'm Mike. Thanks for listening. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind, a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. But Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.